Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 35. So this week on the episode, I have a great conversation with the band Until We Get Caught. Um, I was lucky enough to get the band together um, and do kind of a conference call and and kind of get some insight from from each of them about different things uh, that go on in, in the band. Uh, we talked about kind of the beginnings of this particular lineup. Um, the band's been around for a little while, but this formation, if you will, has has been a fairly recent thing. So we talked about how that came to be. We talked about the writing process, uh, collaborations with people, who they would be in a movie if if they had the chance. I mean, it, we went everywhere on this interview. So I don't want to take up too much time with the intro. Definitely think you guys are going to enjoy this band. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation as well. They definitely, definitely need to be on your radar. But for now, let's jump into my conversation with Until We Get Caught. So, um, yeah, to start off with for the episode, uh, we'll do the the typical introduction, uh, name, yep. you know, what you do in the band, and just a quick background on you. All right, so I'll start. I'm Rick. I'm the guitarist for Until We Get Caught. Um, I love video games. I love hanging out with the guys in the band. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> and, yeah, we're here. I'm Chris. You can call me Brady. I'm the clean vocalist of Until We Get Caught. I like playing video games as well. I like playing strategy games. Um... I just like hanging out as well and chilling with my friends and going out to bars and having a good time. Sweet, sweet. Uh, my name is Dino. I am the bassist of Until We Get Caught, and I'll spare you all the details of my life. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris. I play drums, and I am a father of a three-year-old, so I have no free time. <laughs> And uh, I'm Alex. I do unclean vocals. I am the co-founder of this band, and that's pretty much all I have on my resume. <laughs> solid, solid. So um, obviously, people that are listening up until this moment won't know that uh, that last card failed. So we're going to do kind of a repeat story here. Um, talk a little bit about the the inception of the band, and you know how you came to be where you're at right now. So get together with the band started um, with basically me and Alex had gone on tour together, um, two separate bands. Uh, we met in Detroit, traveled for a week together and uh, all that fun jazz. And then uh, after we came back from tour, uh, I left my other band. We were kind of I was just kind of like in a weird area where I wasn't really doing much. And then he had reached out seeing if I was doing anything. And uh, I wasn't, obviously. So. Went down to New York, had a practice with them and stuff. And then after their guitarist had left soon after, um, they also needed a clean singer. Is where I found Brady. And then um, once I found Brady, we, him and I kind of wrote what was the pop punk album, uh, Lost Years. I mean, obviously with everybody else. Uh, but like that idea kind of just shot in our head because it was just comfortable for us to write and to sing. And then uh, we, then after that release, we had, just added Chris uh, during that release time, the drummer. Well, he was a bassist at the time. And then uh, we went through another member change where that moved Chris uh, from bass to drums. And then we added Dino in. And uh, 
with this lineup, it became real easy to make sure that the dream and the goal was clear because we had all had the same goal and we had all left our previous other bands for the same exact reason. It was because we didn't feel like anybody else shared the same vision as us. So uh, I ended up recruiting everybody because once I found out they had the passion, they had the mindset and all that fun jazz that comes in between everything, I, uh, we, you know, I just got them and here we are. Solid, solid. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, the, the thing that you guys did, that's probably a little bit different from bands that have went through lineup changes and, you know, changed direction on sound and and whatnot is, you know, you kind of wiped out the old catalog on, on Spotify and whatnot so that it was kind of a clean slate. Um, was that basically as a, I mean, obviously it's intentional, but is it basically as a forget about who we kind of were for a minute and just this is who we want to be. So, yeah. So that basically we took it down because we want people to know that this is us. Like we don't have to find each other anymore because we know who we are now. We just wanted to get more serious. You know what I mean? And just like play or like serious kind of, you know, kind of music. Yeah. And like original albums, uh, Alex is the only original member from those we didn't really see as to why we would have like these first two records out when you know i'm like the last guy standing (laughs) right (laughs) right awesome um so for for people that aren't familiar with you um kind of where do you guys draw your inspiration what you know obviously spotify does their own algorithm for these guys sound like but for you guys personally who kind of helped develop your sound and the, the direction you wanted to go? I mean, we can go around the room because each one of us has a little bit of a different feel to all of it. I'll start off by saying, like, one of my inspirations going to this is, like, um, you know, Challenger, uh, uh, Memphis Mayfire, like that album, uh, like The Sinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also liked um, Baby the Rising, Step Eternal, is number one favorite album of all times. Um, and then a little bit of dab of, like, Issues and uh, Woe Is Me. So mine was kind of already in that metalcore. I just was more interested in the like the uh, the vocal part of it, like right. how like all the harmonies and melodies and stuff in the, in the songs. Yeah. yeah, for for me, um, definitely I would have to say like Sleeping with Sirens, and that he uh, Calvin Quinn's a big inspiration for me vocally. Um, I also love Icy Stars, um, so. You know, I thought that it would be like, you know, a really good direction to go down this way just because like it's just something that was natural. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of what we were trying to recapture in this band and especially the stuff that uh, we've been writing during quarantine, we've been writing in general is that early 2000s, really exciting live metalcore when uh, things like Chiodos were really big in the scene and Under Oath and Attack Attack and this really fun, um, but still, uh, intense live experience uh that unfortunately you know we haven't been able to <laughs> do it months but um that's really what i think we've, we've been trying to capture with the music it's like it's fun to play again it feels like i'm a teenager writing these songs it's really cool awesome yeah so- and uh for me uh my inspirations are pretty much wage war amity and Beartooth. if you look at a lot of our lyrical content uh when we were in the studio writing all this stuff, it actually at first was a lot darker than it is now. And the guys kind of yelled at me to kind of <laughs> make it a little bit more bright. So 
<laughs> Nothing wrong with that, you know. I mean, it, it's all about the personal experience and everything. Um, so, yeah, what, let's talk about that a little bit, though, the writing process for you guys. Um, what does that look like from a collaboration standpoint? Is it, you know, let's write the lyrics and then try to track over it? Or kind of how does that play out for you guys? Uh, so the way it works is that uh, Chris, the drummer, and I, yeah. Rick, uh, we, you know, we obviously get together with everybody, but him and I, uh, he's a guitarist as well. I'm a guitarist and he will write riffs. I will write riffs. We kind of just throw it on our, on logic and see, you know, what we like, what we don't like, what can we change? What, like, what do we want to keep? We just have like a bunch of files of just stuff that just like chugs, opening, like openings, samples and all that, all that stuff. And then, uh, once we start getting into a rhythm where it's like, oh, we like the way this feels, we're like, write the verse and then Brady will, you know, make a verse for it uh, vocally or just an idea or a melody. And then we're like, all right, how does that swing into the next part? And we're like, all right, cool. This is how it would swing here. So what should we do? And then we kind of just play, we just build as we go. Um, before we used to just write like the whole strong, the whole song instrumentally, um, write the whole song instrumentally and then kind of just said, have the vocals and see what you guys want to do. But this process made it a little bit easier uh, just because it gets everybody's input, input, excuse me, and uh, it gets everybody's input, and it's just easier to write because everybody's idea is coming off a clean slate. Like we just, none of us knows what the next part is, and none of us can get attached to anything. We're just writing as we go. Yeah, and I, I think maybe um, that that also kind of helps with not feeling like anything's forced. You know, when when you write out instrumentals and then try to place lyrics on top of it, it can probably feel personally a little forced where okay, my lyrics have to fit in this box versus being able to build the, the song together. Exactly. That was, like, the hardest thing with changing uh, the genre and changing, like, because it changed our writing style a little bit. Um, that has always been one of the things that, like, was hardest for me personally because I always wrote instrumentals first because I'm not a vocalist, so I got attached to the stuff, and then I would have, like, a vocal melody in my head. And then someone would <laughs> someone would sing it out differently, and I'd be like, "No, that doesn't sound right for some reason." We just try to figure out, and um, yeah, we we got kind of straight away from that. Um, our producer helps a lot with that as well. We bring these songs that we like here, we bring it to him, and then we do the same thing again. We just take it apart, parts that we like, don't like. We he will keep our basic idea, and we just keep adding his own. It's always good to have another ear on it. Yeah, for sure, and. Um, the producer that you guys use, is it, I assume, somebody that you've used for a, a long time, so they kind of have that same vision for you? Um, his name is Andrew Bayless, and he's out of, uh, he's Ohio. originally from Ohio. He's actually moving to, like, Tennessee. But, um, yeah, I, after we, we had a different producer before, and then we wanted to just change over and try something new, and I got in touch with him, and he's done a few bands like Savage Hands, Picturesque, um, he's done a lot of metalcore bands. This is like his thing is doing metalcore music. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that way we make sure when we're writing, we don't get too attached to anything before we go in there as well. We want to make sure oh, as little of our ego is attached to it as possible. So we can, uh, get that sort of input and make it go through the ringer as much as possible. Make sure we get the best possible product on the way out. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the, the songs that, that are up on Spotify and, and the different streaming platforms now. Um, let's let's kick off with Burn For Me. Um, that was really kind of your first single 
as the new sound, new formation, right? Yeah. Yep. So how important was it for that to be the, the kickoff point? You know what I mean? Like, this is the song that we're going to reintroduce ourselves with. It was everything to us because I feel like we kind of just, like, we did it and we didn't really have any, like, vocals. We had an idea. We just they had, like, Chris and Brady just had, you know, I started the fire. They just had that part. And we just didn't really know what to go with it. And uh, when we wrote the lyrics, they were mostly geared to, like, us, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, us saying, like, F you to everybody because no one gave no one was given no one gave us a chance no everybody looked past us and looked around us you know whether it be inside the band or outside the band no no one gave us a chance and this was just saying like this is our start and if we're gonna fight our way to the top then so be it this is gonna happen fun fact when we went into the studio with that song originally it was supposed to be like a pop punk song actually and then that's when it changed into a metalcore song when bayless was like yo we're going metalcore and i was like all right yeah, I mean, I could yeah. see that based on the lyrics and whatnot. I could see it kind of uh, having a pop punk feel. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting how long ago we released that as well compared to oh, what yeah. we have now. Like Man, that's right. that one's been out since like September, and then uh, we thought that we'd be releasing the album so much closer to that initial single drop date. Yeah, the, and, uh, uh, the signing, the coronavirus, and stuff yeah. really kind of just pushed everything back. We we'd be able to talk about the entire EP if we could. Right. I mean, like we, we can't at the same time. Yeah. Like I wish we were able to say it so like you can hear it and like we could talk like that, but we can just give you the essence of it though. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right now with all the single releases, we we got almost the whole thing. Yeah. For <laughs> real. We got a couple more songs up our sleeve uh, for the next couple months. Get you through this. Yeah. And I I think Corona, you know, absolutely fucked everybody's plans for for 2020. Um, oh yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine at work today and I was like, you know how long this year has been? The fucking Australian bushfires were just in January, but it feels yeah, like forever yeah. ago. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's like, seems so that I was like, uh, oh my God, the world's burning down. Now it's like, oh man, wow, it's the world's burning down. Yeah, the world's <laughs> really burning down. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, with, with Burn to Me, or Burn for Me, the, um, the message, like you said, kind of the the fuck you to everybody that doesn't want to believe in us or, you know, give us that support. Um, being a, a relatively new band in a, in a sense and kind of at the forefront of your, your journey here. Um, talk a little bit about the process and the, the mentality within the music industry that you experience where, you know, I, I think it's really interesting that a lot of kids don't understand how, how potentially negative the music industry can be, how many times you're going to hear the word no and, you know, not this time, keep working, whatever. Um, how has that affected you guys or played a, a role in, in your mindsets? So it's it's crazy because, like I said, we had um, we went to another producer before and we thought, like, the stuff that we had was, like, good enough um, to be signed and um and all this stuff and like i said we got like a lot of no's and like there's just a specific process like a lot of like the labels they work with specific producers um and it's just something that we didn't really know about um you know i mean just talking to like other people and even getting in touch with different managers they just kind of gave us an idea on how the industry kind of works it's kind of like a puzzle you got to just put all the pieces together and then you get to where you want to be yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's a lot of, I mean, a lot of, I would say a lot of it's a lot of people saying, you know, 
I know what we're doing. I know what I'm doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they just kind of just on it for the ride and stuff. But it's, it's the people that, you know, you have to do your research. That's what, like going into this the music. You should really do your research. Um, you're going to hear no all the time. You're not going to get responses. You're going to hear no. You're going to hear all these outrageous prices and stuff like that. Hear all that because you're going to know what's good and what's not. You're going to see who's using them and who's not. And going to shows is another thing. Even though it's not your show, going to local shows is also huge because that's how you meet people. That's how you share your music to people who are also in the music scene so that when you're there, hopefully that they're, they're there too. Or they, it's acknowledge, you're acknowledged while you're there. Um, a lot of it's also a lot of respect. You go in there and you, know, you have to know your place. You, know, you can't go in there. We, we, don't, we try to have, not to have an ego with ourselves with you know our fans our friends anything like that we just try to keep our ego like to ourselves and we make sure that when we walk in the building you know we represent ourselves equally as a team oh yeah we we, we, we talk to everybody as that as much and as best as we can we're we're friendly dudes <laughs> yeah especially right especially you talk to go talk to somebody to network you'll be like where who for how long and boom you'll do it yeah, Brady's our social media nightmare, our PR nightmare, because he'll just go up to anybody and just say anything and talk. Anything to start a conversation, he'll just he'll just take off and take it. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes that's a good thing, you know? Like, you never know who, what door yeah. you're going to open with that. We're okay with that. We're like, yeah, go, go see what ha- what's up with that. And I think that's a big part of, we talk about, you know, the negative aspect of the music industry, but a lot of what I think the metalcore scene, we always joke, like the scene, um, is a bunch of kids that all kind of want the same thing. It's a lot of music for musicians and people who grew up loving music. So when we go and we play those shows, and it's really important to make those connections, like Rick was saying, because that's who is coming up at around you at the same time. So you want to make sure you're friendly to everybody all the time. And, uh those are the kind of connections you can make yeah. and that's kind of how the scene is built not and even locally this, yeah and this even yeah yeah even, even when nationally you're, when you're touring and stuff you know and we where we, you meet people and we, we went we opened for uh sonata sonata or or artica and sonata, battle beast. artica yep and battle <laughs> beast in connecticut and we like they're from overseas and the minute we knew we were going on the show like we all knew that we wanted to get in there and find out how to talk to these guys right and like we were standing by their stage. We were hanging out with them, and they'd come over, and like we kind of just started a conversation and talked to their guitars for a while and stuff. And that's great because he gave us some insight. We talked to their tour manager, and he gave us you know some tips and advice. And his his advice was basically like be respectful, be on time, like be on your own shit. Like don't try to like step like just know your place. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's something that maybe a lot of people don't don't realize is I I'm a firm believer in that, you know, I've done music journalism for 15, 16 years now. And, and it literally started with one email to a press guy that shot me down. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, cool. Like, what do I need to do? You know, just ask questions. Um, the right people, the people that care are going to help you, um, at least give some insight and I think that's a, a cool point, too. Um, you guys, you know, refer to the scene. Um, so with my website, You Make the Scene, um, that's almost exactly why I named it You Make the Scene is that I used to work for other companies, bigger companies, and I just got fed up with the the bullshit that they were shoving, you know, and it was all about just what's on Top 40 Radio or whatever. And it's like, cool, but that's not where where the passion is right now. 
Um, and to me, You Make the Scene is about every single person in the crowd, on the stage, you know, doing, doing lights, sound, whatever, really coming together to, to make a community and to grow that community. Yeah, the best concerts I ever saw were uh, at 90-person American Legion halls where, you know, we didn't even have a stage and there were, you know, people packed in there. Like, that, I think, was the most fun and kind of what we want to recapture. Yeah. And you're totally right with you, like, with the you make the scene because you make the scene, meaning, like, your presence makes that scene what it is. Whether you're a negative person or a positive person, you're going to have an effect into the scene. So going into the scene with the positive attitude is only going to make the scene better. Even though you're a small cog in that machine, you're still turning everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, that's important even in your, your story there about, you know, trying to talk to tour managers and things like that. They may see you as kind of the small guy or whatever, but if you make an, enough of an impact on the right person, the next time they come over, hey, we want that band to open for us again, or, you know, we need a, a support act for a, a short run. We know these guys are going to kill it for us. That, that's the goal. That's what we want people to know when they hear us and they, you know, we're in, you know, we're in the pipeline for all this stuff right now. Yeah. So like we, that's what we want to go is like, oh, when our names pop up, they're like, oh, those are some really great guys. And they throw down like on stage, off stage, and they're professional at the same time. Yeah. We put on a show, but, and give all that passion, but also, you know, take this seriously and make sure we're doing all the right things. Yeah. And then I, I usually when I perform at the end of the set, right before we finish playing, I'm out there giving high fives to everyone in the crowd. Make sure I don't miss a single person. Get yeah. everybody in. But, and that's the thing, man. Like, you know, that's that's where it shows that we're here for you, not not vice versa. You know, we're not here necessarily because of you. We are to an extent. But like you're there to to put on a show and to enjoy life and hopefully make a positive impact in their lives let them get away from the shit in their head or whatever and i think that's the the difference between a lot of bands that you'll see and you've probably noticed this just being fans as well you know if you're the the band that comes out plays their set and just jets and nobody gets to interact with you well who wants to listen to that guy anymore Mm -hmm. yep Exactly. Yeah. Like nope. I said, it was, it's a community and you want to make sure you're doing your part in that community. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure you stay for every band. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Closer. Yeah. And I, some of the best bands I've, I've seen or, you know, kind of quote unquote discovered and, and ended up doing interviews with or doing photography for and things like that have been opening bands, just little no name guys that came out and killed it. They knew that that was their opportunity. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I, I was just going to say let's uh, let's step on to the the next one. You had Ghost come out next on on your uh, singles. Let's talk a little bit about the background on there. Uh, so the background on Ghost, uh, like writing wise, actually the the verse for that song, the verse for Fading on. Yeah, the, they were re- they were reversed. So like originally the verse was meant for fading out and then the way that it was instrumentally in the studio it fit better in ghost yeah and um and it used to be called turbulent too fun facts <laughs> um but that song basically is about you know us 
like no matter about whether you're going through something, no matter if you're, you know, down to yourself, down your luck, whatever, like at the end of the day, like you're going to get back up. Like the day is going to end and you're going to, you know, the next day is going to be right there behind it. Like you're going to get through it. And that was just kind of us just reiterating it, like not only to our fans, but to ourselves that, you know, we can't give up. Like there's always a new start. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I took away from it. That one felt very much like a, and whether I don't, you know, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it felt very much like a kind of a mental health awareness song of like shit may be yeah. bad right now, but just hang on, you know, the, the next day is coming. Yeah. During when we were writing that, it was the winter. So like, we were all like kind of just cooped up inside already. And, um, we were just kind of just like, we can't do anything much like now, but like, we can't do anything. You know, we're stuck inside. We're all alone. Like we don't, when we get together, it's kind of just like we practice and write and stuff. And this is just, just us getting our angst out. Yeah. 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 We're from uh, Rhode Island. And so we get those yeah. old New England winners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Indiana. So I, I feel you, you guys get a little bit more snow, right. but we have the bullshit wind chill and all that as well. <laughs> Uh, so most recently was uh, Fading Out, which made our Weekend Waves playlist, which is kind of how we got linked up is, you know, I shared it and then you guys kind of uh, jumped in on on the repost of it and all that. So um, that was kind of my first introduction to you guys. I hadn't heard anything before that. And um, as soon as I heard that song, I threw it on my playlist, but I also dove in and, and checked out the others. I think that one, nothing against the other two songs, but I think that one is the standout song that you guys have out right now. Heck yeah. That was the goal. That was the goal, yeah. Wait till you hear the rest of the Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So talk a little bit about um, about Fading Out and just, again, you know, kind of the background or the, the meaning to it for you. Yeah. Um, so I was with Chris um, and we were in, in the basement and he, we were just writing and... Um, I started singing randomly, fading out, and we just kept going with with that process. And then, um, like in the studio, like I said, we switched the verses around. So, like originally, the uh, ghost verse was supposed to be for fading out, um, and then obviously the fading out verse went into ghosts. So it's kind of the um, you know, it just kind of came out you know what i mean it was just kind of something that was in my heart like i'm fading out don't let me go I, at the time i was in a really bad breakup so it's kind of my i don't know it's just what i felt at the time and fun fact that one line that he just sang right now is his warm-up line so we have Every, heard him sing that about like six months 50 times like six or seven course. months yeah yeah um <laughs> fading out i mean yeah fading out is uh was Honestly, that was the third. We brought four songs to the studio when we did this session, and that was the song that we didn't initially think that was going to be the one that was going to go in. And then we listened to the track with the producer. He's like, I think this one has more. And then we actually finished that one last. And then when he sent us just the, the uh, like, our session track, we were like, whoa, like, hold on. And then we started putting, like, the vocals together, and everything started coming together. And we were like, wait, what the hell? And then we got the finished product and we were like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> so we were like, all right, cool. Like, we like the way this vibes. Like, this is very us. Like, it's upbeat. It's, you know, it's got a little bit more pace. 
but then it, you know it draws you in because something you know lyrically or something and and things like that lyrically i always took it as just kind of like you know the world isn't as pretty as you think and it's kind of just stepping back and just saying that like i need my space to like clear my head from the things that are happening outside of like outside that i can't control yeah it's also kind of like another low-key fuck you song <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a more nicer like, way of saying it. And I think you all need those, though. You know what I mean? Like, there there are times that that's all you want to do is cruise with the windows down, radio up, and just a song that that shouts everything that you want to say. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, how we got Kellen was that we kind of sure. just. Yeah, that, that was a shot in the dark. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> we reached out and um, he was doing, he was just yeah. like doing, he was just like was online. Like, we were just like, all right, man, like we just threw him a message and then we got his contact information. Like, Yeah, email. no, basically the, the story, like spark notes of it. He made a tweet saying, I want to like, you know, do guests on like a, on a few bands, send me your shit. And we were like, we saw that tweet five days too late, decided <laughs> fuck it let's do it let's do a hail mary and then within two hours he was like i love your i love every single song you sent me which one do you want me to hop on yeah that's sick that is sick. <laughs> and that that's you know goes back to what we were saying earlier about you know you you have to open the doors you you never know who's going to let you through or or what potential is behind them yeah man you gotta you gotta keep shooting your shot you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You know, Wayne Gretzky, Michael. <laughs> solid, solid reference. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, like we said earlier, coronavirus, COVID, whatever, has fucked everybody's plans up for 2020. Uh, but what do you guys have planned? Obviously, you've got a few more tracks off the the EP to release. Um, is there plans to hopefully get out on tour before the end of, of the year? You know, just kind of walk us through what your, your goals are here. So we just capped a brand new cover, uh, and shot the video for it. And, we kind of and, uh, we kind of shotgunned it, but like we knew what we were doing going into like, we wanted to do a cover. We've been talking about a cover for so long, couldn't figure out what we were covering. And then we were like, Cool. We got to do a cover. Like the day before we went into the studio, we were like, we're just going to do it. We're just going to pick the song and just do it. And uh, we like it. We did a music video for it. I think we're dropping it, what, July 11th? July 11th. July 11th. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, fun fact, when we actually, in order to choose the song, we actually had a whole, like, March Madness style bracket. Yeah. Nice. We went through, like, our, what, 16 songs or some, something like yeah, that? We all yeah, we all nominated. Yeah, originally, we were going to do, like, a full, like, 64 of, it was either like legitimate songs or literally just show tunes or like, yeah. yeah there were Disney yeah. songs. Disney yeah. were so, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I forgot where to go. And then uh, shortly after that, um, in later July, we are releasing the EP um, that has two more undisclosed songs on it. Um, and then hopefully we're trying to, you know, get on shows whenever we can honestly we were trying we're trying to get in touch with people to get uh us on like some live streams out there i've seen some venues running live streams with their own sound guy mm -hmm. so you just straight to their channel um hoping to do something like that so that we can you know showcase ourselves we can also hear ourselves not in just the basement that we're doing right now okay. so um 
I mean, for touring, we would absolutely love to tour. We were supposed to do a run in May for four days. Um, we are going to try to keep trying to figure out if we can get on any run, any shows at all. Like the minute that they find out, we find out that we're letting the door, we're going to try to get on as many shows as possible. We're going to hop on it. Yeah, yeah. Miss it so much. But the, the, but the original plan was to release the album and we were just going to be on the road for a good part of the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously with COVID kind of set us back a little bit. So we had to do everything kind of behind the scenes and it's going to stay that way until, like yeah, I said. Basically, we're going to try and do everything online. Yeah. yeah. For the time being. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of bands that are doing that, and it it honestly seems to be working well. I think it's something that, um, you know, obviously nobody planned on or or could see coming, but um, I think that there's going to be a shift in the music industry. You're still going to have a ton of, like, actual live shows and cross-country tours and things like that. But I think what's interesting is this has shown artists that, if you put it out even online as a, hey, we're in the studio, we just want to show you some stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? There's there's still a lot of engagement to be had, and I think there's a, a great opportunity for bands to capitalize on on just putting out online content before they get out on tour. Yeah, well, speaking of which, when it comes to online content, uh, we got our YouTube channel is going to be popping off pretty soon. So there's All right. that. <laughs> All right. I offer our YouTube channel because we are, we're coming up with some shit. <laughs> some weird stuff. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Yeah. We're going to become, we're going to become a band slash YouTubers. So that's going to be fun. Katie's nipple is going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so let's do, uh, kind of two more questions that I've got for you. Um, and then I'll let you plug, you know, YouTube, everything you want to plug. Um, so we're going to start yeah. off with, and everybody can participate in this one. Yeah. You've already got Kellen, which was a, a great grab, but if you could collab with anybody in, in the world and we'll even throw out alive or dead, who, who's oh. the kind of dream collab? Oh jeez! All right, we'll go around the room. If they're dead, um, if they're dead, <laughs> dead, like, dead person, I would always, I, I would pick Freddie Mercury. I that him alone makes me. It, it just, I don't know. Like I've always been drawn to his voice, even as a kid before even new music. He was, I was always just like wanted to be. I just wanted to hear his voice all the time. And then alive, I would say. Um, crap on it. Can I answer for you? Probably I like Tyler Duff. Carter, right? I'm going Paul, <laughs> Paul McCartney all day. Wow. Paul, sir. Sir Paul McCartney. Um, he's still alive, but Steven Tyler. Yeah, so, Marismith. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to go a little new school and just say Brandon Urie, since you guys took all oh. of the... Oh! <laughs> with uh, bringing up people from the dead and stuff. I mean, I'd probably work with Prince if we were going to go. Oh, as well, that would be one. I'm yeah. talking through it, but there you go. <laughs> for, for me, alive, I'm going to go even newer new school. Uh, Caleb Shomo, definitely. Love Caleb Shomo. Solid. So, and dead and dead, probably Kurt Cobain. Awesome. Okay. Honestly, yeah. uh, real quick, Caleb is the only one that I expected. You know what I mean? Like, everybody <laughs> took that in a direction that I was like, what? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. seeing people we want to work with. Yeah. 
<laughs> right, right, yeah. It, I We're totally right, expected, right. like, Chester, uh, Caleb, you know. But, <laughs> That'd be great. Friends, I don't know until we get caught. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, question number two that we'll do then um, is going to be more on just the... I guess it's still kind of ridiculous, but more on the ridiculous side of... Um, if you got to replace any character in your favorite movie and like you got to be that that character, what's your your option going to be on that? Oh, I know. Oh, this is easy for I, me. I would want to be Ace Ventura, Ooh, detective. Good, good. Yeah. What? Any anything ever? <laughs> anything that's ever been created? I'd probably be like just because I have a tattoo on my body. I'd have to be Iron Man. And, like, that's just a guy in a suit, and I could just gave him crap about, but, like, I don't give a damn. He's fucking thug. Okay, well, well, now my answer is going to sound stupid after yours, Ricky. <laughs> I was, I was going to pick Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Oh, all right. I, yeah, that's <laughs> solid. Marvel as well, and uh, go with Thor. Because that's the fucking <laughs> dude. <laughs> the beard, right? The beard? I mean, yeah, if, if we're, beard's gone, if, man. If we're talking, <laughs> I'd be Aquaman. Is he a superhero? Aquaman. 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 That tells you everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, you could Deadpool. You could Deadpool, Chris. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, for the last couple minutes or however long it takes you guys, Let's, uh, you know, plug everything that you've got. We'll make sure we're going to tag, obviously, your your social medias and all that sort of stuff as well. But um, put it out there. Say whatever you want to, to fans right. or new listeners. All right. So um, I kind of remember every single little detail about our social media. So um, our, our Facebook is Until We Get Caught. Our Instagram is Until We Get Caught. Our Twitter is a little different because we're that edgy. It's UWGC Band. We're okay. on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Music. We're on any sort of streaming service you can think of. We're on Tidal. You are on everything. Show oh, yeah. We're even on TikTok. You can find us there at Until We Get Caught. Uh, that's a new platform. Grandmother. Put the, head, put the headphones on the... After it comes, it's hard. Yeah, anything. Just... Just listen to it, please. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, like I said, you know, and hopefully people take away this that, you know, our connection here was all through Instagram DM, you know, like it, you don't have to necessarily be you know what I mean? Like you don't have to go to, to great lengths a lot of times. It's it's about making those connections and, and reaching out. Um, so I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I'm really glad that we were able to do this. I'm, I'm looking Thanks. forward to the new music for sure. Um, Thanks. Yeah, and so hopefully you guys will be out on tour soon. Like I said, I'm based out of Indiana in the Midwest, but if you get close enough to me, I'll try to make it out to a show, and, and we can definitely you know hook up there and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for taking the time on this. Hey, thank man, you no, for having us, man. In Indiana, first drinks on us. Secondly, July 11th, the cover comes out in sometime late July. Because I don't remember the date, is when the EP comes out. Because you make the scene. Because you make the scene. <laughs> make. 
Awesome, guys. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, man. We'll talk soon, all right? Yep, sounds good, guys. Thank you. Later, Alex. Wait. Later, guys. Yeah. And that was my conversation with Until We Get Caught. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. We went over a lot of stuff. Uh, there was a lot in there to unpack. So we talked about the, the formation of, of this lineup and kind of why they went through the change that they went through. Um, you know, why they've removed everything off Spotify except for the new material. And I think it's a great game plan for them. It's really showing uh, kind of their dedication, you know, they're, they're dedicated to this new lineup and this new sound and they know what they want and they don't want there to be any confusion about stuff that, you know, they used to do as a completely different band. So get them on your radars, get them on your Spotify playlists, your Apple playlist, wherever you're listening to music, put them on there. Um, like they said, they do have a new single coming out soon um, on July 11th, so keep your eyes out for that. I'm sure we'll be posting it as well. Um, and go like the, the guys on their different social medias, Facebook, Instagram, or, or whatever. Uh, links to all of those are in the description below. If you jump over to our website and either listen to the podcast there or just want to, to take a look at it, we do have their video for fading out in the description or the, the article, if you will, um, over on the website. You can always go there to check that out. And that's everything I've got for you guys this week. I've got some really cool stuff coming up in the, the next couple weeks, guys. Some really great conversations. Um, some bands that are on the verge of, of breaking out. Some bands that are definitely breaking out and you know making a name for themselves and just you know more great music that's that's the key here so keep your eyes on on our social medias um make sure you like and subscribe to the the podcast wherever you're listening to it all that stuff definitely helps i know i say that a lot but it helps with the algorithms and things like that so that we show up in in higher ranks in different categories and and such but it also helps us get bigger and better bands um better is probably not the right word there but you know what i mean like it, the the more people we have subscribed and listening and and checking us out the more likely it is that we're going to get your favorite artist here on the show so make sure you like and subscribe share it with your friends it's all absolutely free. So we appreciate your support more than you know. And today, to take you out of this episode, we're going to play Until We Get Caught featuring Kellen Quinn. And the song is called Fading Out. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and you make the scene. Falling into tears, it's taking over.
tired of these voices that can't sleep. You tell me everything's okay, if everything's okay, then what's wrong?